Alright, welcome to episode 16 of One Rung at a Time. I'm Corey Campos, here with Davis Moorhart. Hi. And our guest for this episode is Kevin Hamilton. Hello. Go ahead and introduce yourself. Oh, okay. Uh, I am Kevin Hamilton. Um, I don't know what else to say. What's That's your it. job? Normally our guest uh, says what their okay. job is. So, currently I'm working as a process engineer in Denver, Colorado. And I like making food. Is that what we're going to talk about today? I think so. I think that's what we had talked about. Mm -hmm. I have a long list of potential topics within the topic of cooking that I'm going to throw at you guys. I'm very excited to hear about it because you wouldn't tell me beforehand, so <laughs> it'll be a surprise to everybody. It's like what we did with the 3D printing episode. <laughs> Just doodled yeah. questions about cooking. Oh, I didn't do that, but that actually would be pretty funny. Food.com. FAQs. Let's see what it is. Food.com. FAQs. There is an FAQ section <laughs> on food.com. We can get to that later, though. Top FAQ. <laughs> what is a display name, and how can I change it? <laughs> Next one Help, I forgot my password <laughs> Next one How do I update my name Slash email address Slash password Yes, people on food.com do not know how to use the internet It doesn't sound like it So Okay, what were we actually talking about? Cooking? Uh Yeah Yeah Davis, yeah. Davis, how should we uh, how should we jump into this topic? Well, I mean, are we gonna talk about projects or are we just going straight into the topic? Oh yeah, I completely We've been forgot doing this last week. Yeah. Yeah, Davis, what have you been working on? <laughs> well, nothing, because we're recording this two days since the last one, since so. <laughs> no update uh, on anything. <laughs> no. <laughs> I just thought we should stick to the uh, the podcast schedule. Yeah. So, I agree. I completely forgot. I'm all frazzled. So have you worked on anything? Uh, yeah, actually, I have gotten uh, quite a bit done. Um, we'll start with the log, because I know that's, uh, that's a popular topic among our listeners. So last time, I had cut the three sides off the log and started on the bowl, and I brought that log home to Cincinnati, and I was able to sand it down. And then there were a ton of cracks in it, because it was drying really quickly. So I'm doing my best to deal with the cracks. I filled them all with glue um, two times, so it's like pretty glue-filled. And then I sanded it all down again. Um, and it's actually like really smooth, and it's holding together so far. So we'll see how that goes. I need to carve more on that bowl, though. Um, I set up my porta bandsaw. I had to go and buy a new blade. Apparently, the blade that comes with it is only 14 TPI, and I needed a 24 TPI blade to cut steel. So I set that up and I tested so, it out. I know what that stands for, but maybe you should tell people <laughs> that don't know. Uh, on bandsaw blades, the TPI is teeth per inch, uh. and I guess the higher TP, uh, teeth per inch are used to cut harder materials. So the 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 lower TPI blade is for like wood and plastic and stuff if you wanted to cut that with the bandsaw. So I had to actually go get a different blade for it and I tested it out on a on a steel bar that I'm going to attach to a wrench later. To make a turning wrench for blacksmithing. And what else did I do? I know I did something else. Oh! Um, I don't think I've talked about this project at all, but I am in the process of making 
kind of like a stand to put next to the forge so long items have a place to sit so they don't like tip out of the forge um and I'm, and the very early processes but the first thing i got was like a very old uh screw jack so it's like a a normal like kind of car jack except it's like a screw so like you turn a wrench and it like slowly screws up so i had i found a very old one at an antique store it's actually from 1920 i learned and my big project with that this weekend was cleaning it up so it was basically just like uh wire wheel cleaning it with a grinder it took a long time but it came out really well and it's in it's in really good shape there's no no problems at all for almost being 100 years old um so the rest of that project's uh it's pretty involved but i got to put like legs on it and something on top of it that's like a bit wider to hold the material um so we'll work on that i'll, I'll I'll update you guys on it. I think that's pretty much all I did. But, uh, yeah. It's pretty crazy that the 1920s was 100 years ago. Mm-hmm. It is. Yeah. <laughs> Have you worked on anything, uh, anything, Kevin? Um, I don't work on things, so no. Um, Have you been doing I would say that, that I do things more. Um, I'm uh, doing an ultimate frisbee league and a indoor soccer league during the week, and then going skiing on the weekends pretty much. So, oh my god, uh, that's been going pretty well. And we just hosted the Super Bowl party, so that was fun. Nice. And I made some food for that, so that's uh, what I've been doing. And that kind of segues us into back to the cooking. But I have the email account open this week. Oh. So we can <laughs> so, look at... <laughs> so let's stop that segue. Maybe <laughs> someone will email us live on the show. We'll see. Uh, right now we have one unread email. It's a SoundCloud notification. That's what they usually are. But it says that Sharon Heisel likes one of our tracks episode 15 beef jerky with the jerky king i we should have come up with a better name for that <laughs> yeah that, mm. but anyways thank you sharon we really appreciate it and that's all the emails we got that's that's it kevin didn't email us again with those uh questions i i think i did but <laughs> no, we we called that one out on the last episode. Oh, okay. <laughs> Don't worry. You're right. I'm well, a bad guess because I haven't listened to the most recent one. Well, it's only been out a day. Yep. So, that's fine. <clears throat> but cooking. Let's get into cooking. Um, what? What is the last thing that you guys cooked? Ooh. I made uh, tacos yesterday, um, pork tacos in a slow cooker, and they were really good. Sounds good. What else was in it besides pork? Uh, well, they were kind of like carnitas style, I guess. Um, a lot of uh, Mexican seasoning, like cumin and oregano and uh, chipotle peppers and a little bit of orange juice some lime juice and um, cooked it in a slow cooker for like 8 hours and it was really good after that much time in the slow cooker does it end up kind of like pulled pork where it just falls falls apart or yeah I think if you put anything in the slow cooker for more than like six hours, it's gonna fall apart like that, which is pretty nice. It's kind of what I was looking for. So cool. I've never actually yeah. used a slow cooker, so what? Well, they're great because I... I use it so so often in college because I would put something in there uh, like before I left for class, and then 
I'd come back and it would smell really good in the house and then it would be like your whole meal is already made for you and you didn't really have to do anything. So. Oh my god, that sounds so nice. They're pretty nice, yeah. Davis, what's the last thing you cooked? Um... Yes, I made. Well, I made chili last night, but it wasn't anything fancy. It was just um, like ground beef, uh, some kidney beans, and then like a, a packet of chili seasoning. And uh, yeah, was that, that and it, was that slow cooker or just normal no, stove? Just just normal. Just kind of a quick dinner. Was it with anything? Uh, with rice. But, yeah, not really a fancy dinner. But... Do you like chili with rice more than chili with, like, spaghetti, or... Well, it was, more of, a, it was more of a Texas chili, so rice went better, but gotcha. it's like Cincinnati chili. I like uh, noodles. Right. Tori, you took anything? <laughs> Um, last night I had McDonald's for dinner. Um, oh my god. I was driving, I was driving home, okay, and I have a lot of McDonald's gift cards. Um, no, that's because you eat McDonald's so much that people buy you McDonald's <laughs> gift cards. It's like a, a cycle. Yeah, it's great. <laughs> um, uh, if you like McDonald's, I guess it's great. Let me see, um, so Saturday I was home with my parents, so I didn't cook anything. Friday, Friday I had a leftover burrito from Fat Burrito. Thursday, uh... <laughs> How about what's something you've cooked before? <laughs> At any time. Hold on, let me think. <laughs> oh, okay, so last week the main meal that I made was uh, a Spanish tortilla. So like one of those egg and potato dishes. Have you guys ever had that? Uh, I don't think so. I don't know. It's you like... Describe um, it. It's kind of like a quiche, but not as soft. Um, it's mainly eggs and potatoes. Like it's a pretty dense like kind of omelet pie type thing um, but there's eggs, potatoes and onions and then a couple other small things what kind of pan do you make it in and also how do you cook it I have cooked it it's it's little it's just on the stove like the first thing you do is cook the potatoes and the onions in oil for like a decent amount of time to really soften them up and then you mix that together with the eggs. Uh, I think I usually do like eight eggs, and there's like a couple other spices, like salt and pepper, and uh, maybe like one other thing. And you mix it all together, and you pour it back in the pan. And I have used like a a big cast iron skillet before, but last night, we, uh, or not last night, last week I used a deep, like ten inch stainless steel pan. Um, and that I think that might have worked a little bit better because it was deeper than my cast iron skillet, um, and it's just like medium heat for like eight or nine minutes, and then you have to flip it, which is like kind of a process because the bottom half is like pretty well solidified, but the top half is still a little runny. So like you like put a plate on top of the pan. And you turn it over, and then you take the plate and you like slide it on there. Oh, nice! But then at the same time, there's like runny egg going everywhere, so it's always really messy when I do it. You should but, just uh, do the pan flip. You like just flip the pan, and it flips in the like a pancake. Yeah, no, I don't yeah, think it would work. Except it's like <laughs> four inches thick, right? Yeah, like, like it's, it's pretty, not four inches, it's probably like two inches thick, but it's still like oh, pretty, okay. it's pretty thick, and it's not like a round-sided pan, so it doesn't really work. Yeah. But, um, so I had that, and then we, I also, uh, made some chicken, just like Cuban-style chicken, and I would have like rice with it, so it was pretty good. 
and this week I'm supposed to make black beans, rice, and fish with a coconut sauce on it. So that sounds good. Nice. Sounds pretty good, yeah. Still can't believe you don't have a slow cooker. No, no, I have one. I've never used it. What? What? We just got it That's for Christmas. We just got it for Christmas. Um, oh, we actually got a set of three, goodness. three slow cookers. One that's like really big. One that's like Wait, small. You have three slow cookers. And oh you've no! Never used any of them. Okay, yeah. So we had one before Christmas. It's like pretty small, like uh, probably like six six inches across. Um, and then for Christmas we got a set of two slow cookers, one that's like pretty big, and then one that's like four inches in diameter. So oh, like very those are like small. dips at a uh, party or something yeah. like that. Yeah, I have one of those too. But I've never used them. I'd be willing to, I just haven't yet. I don't know why it's something like you have to be talked into. <laughs> They're super easy and make, make life easier, so... Well, my, my default dinner, if I have nothing planned, is just, like, like three eggs. McDonald's. No. Well, no. <laughs> <laughs> I try not to eat that more than once every couple weeks. But uh, it's, like, three or four eggs, four sausage links, and, like, two pancakes with butter and jelly on it. And that's just the best dinner ever. Yeah, so it's just breakfast for dinner every night, if possible. Only if I'm not planning. If I it's remember, a lot of eggs, too. eggs are delicious, though. Sure, but that's still a lot of eggs. I don't get tired of them. <laughs> Plus, your egg and potato thing also had eggs in it. Yeah, so, <laughs> most of my dishes have eggs. are egg based. <laughs> They're cheap. It's like twenty cents an egg, so might and, as well. And delicious. Um. Well, the next thing I have written down is how did we get started cooking? Ooh, that's a good question, Corey. Thank should you. Should I go first or should Dave go first? Or you go first? Well, why don't you start us out and then we'll have uh, Davis chime in here and there. Okay. <laughs> so, <laughs> am I supposed to add you a story? Or... Yeah. <laughs> I think, like... <laughs> no this is gonna be a three hour recording i think that she really wants to lick your arm more that's what she's trying to do she's under the futon annie shh. Corey, please let me lick your arm okay go ahead okay um so in high school i think my older brother was the only person that actually cooked um, and I'm not sure how he learned, but he like, I don't know, just like looked online at recipes and made them for us. And me and Dan made cheese quesadillas, Dan, my younger brother, and Jeff, my older brother. Um, whenever we were hungry or like my mom wouldn't come home till late and so like we had to make dinner and oh, I guess we're having cheese quesadillas, uh, again, and that was fun, I guess, if you like cheese quesadillas. But I think the first time I learned how to make anything was, like, when I went to uh, studied in Florence for a summer. And um, we had, like, we were living in an apartment, and we had a grocery store pretty close to the apartment. So we would, like, go and pick out pasta and stuff like that. And um, sometimes we would have people over and make stuff for them and stuff like that. Um, but I think that's the first time that I like actually enjoyed cooking and like learned how to make pasta, I guess. And <laughs> everything sort of uh, built on that. Um, and there was there was a lot of like trial and error, I guess, along the way. Um, I remember trying to make chicken wings one time and I knew that they were like fried but I didn't really know how and so I like just put raw chicken wings in super hot oil and <laughs> just like an explosion of oil in the kitchen and my roommate at the time 
he's like upstairs and he just comes running down <laughs> running down the stairs like oh my god the house is on fire <laughs> whatever so I don't know I think I think cooking is like more trial and error than anything um, yeah finding things that you like and just you know trying to make them and getting better at um, making things taste good I guess so that's how I got started I guess did you guys have recipe books when you were in Florence or was it kind of just like by feel um I think it was more by feel and um thankfully pasta is pretty easy to make you just you know put a bunch of noodles in water and sauce in the pan and heat it up or whatever so it's kind of easy to learn that um but I was with people that, you know, were older and, you know, living outside the dorms, so they actually had to make food. And so I think that helped learning from people that actually had experience doing it. So. Yeah, that makes sense. Davis, you want to jump in with your story? Uh, sure. I guess I started... When I was, well, I started when I was a, a kid, like, helping my parents cook. I, uh, I'd just be in the kitchen, and then it'd be, like, really easy tasks, like, I don't know, like, shucking corn or, like, peeling a boiled egg, just, like, simple stuff like that. And then slowly just progressed to doing more and more stuff. Like, when I was old enough, they'd let me, like, chop stuff or, um, I don't know, I'd, like, stir the, the pot or whatever and just eventually I got to the point where it's like okay I'll cook this part of the meal and then eventually I was cooking the whole meal and then um I would, then I started finding like my own recipes like when I was a teenager and like hey I want to like I want to eat this so I'll make it and then I would decide what we would eat uh on certain nights I wasn't cooking like all the time and then and I just started liking to cook so I started cooking more and more, just like finding new recipes and like experimenting with stuff, like to like try stuff a new way. So, yeah. Where are you generally finding your recipes from, or where where did you used to? Um, Ask the same question. Well, I got my sister gave me a, a cookbook, um, like years and years ago that. It's got like a just a very wide variety of recipes. So I like, um, I, I like look at look up recipes based off like ingredients I have sometimes, or uh, I don't know. Like I just hear about it, like, food and like, oh, I can try to make that at home. Like I'll go out to eat like eat Indian food and like, oh, I might want to try making like chicken tikka masala. And then I'll look up recipes on how to make it. So it's kind of all over the place, like where I find recipes. When I was a kid, it was just <laughs> basically just repeating what my mom and dad cooked. What kind of food was that? Um, I don't know, just I don't know, like spaghetti meatballs. Uh, like uh, it was like do like pasta with like a can of Alfredo sauce. Uh, tacos, where you just like little like seasoning packets of like like uh, seasoning, uh, like with ground beef or something. Um, fairly simple dinners, but yeah, I don't know. Cool. Yeah, so one thing that my uh, I guess my mom started doing is going to um, shoot. What is it called? The, the place in Anderson Town, Town Center that uh, well anyway you you go there and you like make pre-made meals um, based on the menu they have and you put everything in little baggies and then you freeze it all and then that way you have all the ingredients ready for you when you want to make a meal I really I, I don't know what it's called but I, I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah, I've never heard of that before. It's, it's something. Um, 
Oh, Dream Dinners. Yeah, that's what it's called. So, shout out to Dream Dinners, right? That's it. That's what we do. Yeah. Um, they'll sponsor us. They, uh, they like have a, uh, uh, like a buffet type thing, but it's with ingredients, and you pick out a, um, a recipe card, and you make all the ingredients into a bag, and then you take it all home with you, and you freeze it. And it's super easy when you want to take it out and make one. You have all the ingredients there. And um, I think that's a good way to start cooking um, because it's easy. You don't really have to look anything up. Um, it's it's kind of like that. Um, like Blue Apron and like yeah, those? That yeah, that deliver it to your door. Yeah, um, that's what I was thinking of. But it's cheaper than that. Because is that I've done I've done Blue Apron and it's it's super expensive. It's like twenty dollars a meal, um, because they have to ship you like ice and oh, all the right. other stuff too. So is the is the Dream Dinner is that through Kroger or its own thing? No, I think it's it's like its own thing. It has its own shop building type place in the town center. Um, but yeah, you just go there and you make like 10 or 12 meals or whatever for four to six people and you get all your ingredients and it's pretty convenient. Yeah, that sounds, sounds pretty cool. Yeah, that sounds like a really good way to start cooking, especially if they have like a wide variety of recipes and stuff. Yeah, you like sign up for, they like send out a menu beforehand and you like sign up for which meals you want to make. Um, and then you come with like a checklist of which ingredients you need to get for which meals and stuff like that and they like they help you if you need help picking out your ingredients or whatever yep cool um so let me think I'm trying to think when I started cooking um I didn't ever cook or really help out in the kitchen as a kid or a teenager the most I did was when we would have cheese conies, I would grate the cheese. Um, or I would help make Christmas cookies. That's pretty much it. And then in college, in like starting sophomore year, um, I was in a dorm that had a, like a kitchen and everything. So kind of like an apartment dorm. And I would like kind of start to cook um, stuff every once in a while there. Um, but like not very frequently. It was usually just stuff that I saw from Rob Riches. Do you guys remember him? No. He's Is it like, a YouTube channel? Yeah, he's like a YouTube fitness personality. Uh. Um, and I think he get, actually had like a cooking show at one point, like healthy, healthy cooking, fitness-based cooking and stuff like that. And they're so actually pretty good meals. Probably lots of chicken and eggs, right? Or turkey. Yeah, okay. <laughs> But they were actually like pretty pretty good and creative meals, um, and that's kind of like what I started with. And then, uh, then I got a job as a cook, and like learned a lot in a really short amount of time, um, and got pretty good at doing like simple cooking, like pretty pretty much normal cooking. I'm I'm pretty good at because I did it as a job for two years. Um, and then during that time, I actually took like a... That was in a dining court, right? It was in a dining establishment on campus, but it wasn't like a cafeteria. It was more like a like a takeout diner, almost. Yeah, but like made-to-order stuff, right? Yeah, Something like... like yeah, made-to-order. Yeah. Um, but during that time, I actually took like a food science class. Um, it was online, and it was kind of like blow offy and it was really easy but it was pretty informative like if you actually put in the effort to to learn everything it was pretty informative so that that was also interesting and then um since moving up to indiana i've like acquired a bunch of different recipe books and kind of like tried to actually cook new stuff every week so like the first big one i got was the game of thrones cookbook 
I've heard about that. It is really good. I've cooked so many good meals from that. Our entire Thanksgiving this year was based off of that book. It's like lots of pies and roast meats and stuff like that, right? It's very, like, kind of old European-style yeah. uh, food. Especially, like, the stuff that I'm really drawn towards is, like, the food that they eat at the wall or in the north. So it's, like, kind of like Northern European or, like, English fare. And it's really good. And then from there, I got, like, other cookbooks. Like, I got a couple Cuban uh, cookbooks and a Spanish cookbook, an Indian one, a Japanese one. And I kind of just, like, look through the different cookbooks every week and try and pick out a couple meals to eat. And then we also get vegetarian times, which are always interesting. Um, That's pretty much what I, like, what my cooking is now. It's just, like, looking through cookbooks and finding something tasty or using my old standbys which are just like eggs or chicken parmesan that's pretty much it eggs or chicken parmesan <laughs> some egg something egg or based or chicken parmesan yeah or like pancakes or waffles or yeah so yeah i think that i get most of my recipes now from reddit um oh, there's like yeah. a lot of different food subreddits that you can get good ideas from and good recipes from like our slow cooking is really good I would recommend that to you Corey especially since you have three slow cookers <laughs> um, pulled pork is really big there but they also do a lot of different things like I've made tikka masala in the slow cooker and that that's turned out really well um, but like there's also food porn which is like oh my gosh that food looks so good I have to make that I've made a couple things from there, and they there's a lot of people that post stuff from like all different ethnicities and all different varieties of food, and so I think that's cool, being able to make stuff from all over the world. <clears throat> What's the one? It's like uh, gift recipes. Yeah. Oh yeah, that's pretty I, popular that, now. Yeah, it's um, a good one. It's that's pretty good because you can see them make it and see how it's supposed to look at that step in the process I guess um, and people post those all over Facebook too so sometimes those are easier to follow when you guys cook do you like always follow recipes <laughs> <laughs> um I think that I started. <laughs> Should we keep going? Hold on, just a second. Okay. What were we saying? Um, Davis had a question. The follow the recipe. Yeah, do you follow a recipe uh, when you cook, or do you just try to wing it? Yeah, so I think I did that more when I was first learning to cook, because um, it's easier to just follow the recipe and make sure you're using the correct board portions and everything but like as I've gotten better at it I kind of know where the recipe is going and I can like do stuff without looking at the recipe and use the ingredients I have instead of buying the exact ones at the grocery store or whatever um, so that makes it easier to make stuff I think because you're not like looking at a recipe the whole time you can actually you know uh, what's it called when you uh, Improvise? Yes, that's the word I'm looking for. Uh, based on either the ingredients you have or you know what you feel like that day, if you want to make it spicier yeah. or um, you know use ingredients in your fridge that are going to go bad, stuff like that. I think it's uh, it's good good for that. Yeah, I. It kind of depends for me whether or not I uh, follow the recipe. Because, like, if it's something I've never cooked before, if it's, like, a brand new dish, uh, then I'm definitely following the recipe uh, pretty closely unless I see that there's, like, something... If there's an ingredient in there that I think is, like, kind of dumb and that it can be replaced with something that I can buy at a normal grocery store instead of going and spending, you know, 20 bucks at Whole Foods, right. I'll, gen I'll gener generally uh, go for the cheaper option. But then if it's just, like... If I'm just making, like, a stir-fry 
or like a chicken and rice dish or something like that, then I'm just kind of making it up as I go. But it's just like gotten to the point where I've done it so many times. It's like, oh, I want onions, peppers, you know, these spices, maybe a zucchini. But it just depends. If it's something new, I'll I'll, I'll almost always follow the recipe. Well, yeah, for sure. <laughs> what about you, Davis? Are you a recipe guy? Um, I mean, yeah, when I make a new recipe, uh, I'll follow it pretty close. But then, like, uh, I usually, if I, if it goes well, I usually remember it, and then I'll just, like, I, like, glance at the recipe before I cook, and then I can usually just do it off the top of my head. And from there on, it's, I can usually repeat it pretty close to, like, what I want. Yeah, do you, do you have, like favorite recipes that you know exactly how to make them and can make them you make them pretty often stuff like that chicken parmesan uh, chicken parmesan <laughs> uh, I found a recipe for like um, was it chicken marsala I found it on reddit that was really easy and then I can like cook that like pretty consistently yeah uh, I make um, like chicken wings pretty often I, that's pretty easy um, and then there's this recipe called Dr. Pepper Pulled Pork in the slow cooker that's really good um, it's basically just pork and onions and Dr. Pepper and oh my God. it turns out amazing especially when you put a little bit of barbecue sauce on it so I would recommend that that's like the top post on our slow cooking so it's easy to find do you bake or do you fry your chicken wings I bake them because I've had, <laughs> had bad, experience. <laughs> I've had bad experiences <laughs> frying them no but I've learned now that you like have to put breading on them if you want to fry them in the pan like if you don't have a deep fryer it's better to bread them with like egg and flour, and those turn out pretty well, but I think baking them, um, they're a little bit healthier and taste just as good, so I typically do that. What are your normal, uh, like, spices when you're making wings? Uh, I normally do just, like, a standard buffalo sauce, which is just butter, uh, garlic, and hot sauce. Um, but I've done other stuff as well. You can make like Asian wings with um, soy sauce and mirin and um, some other flavorings like that. Or um, there's like I have a, I actually have a, a wing recipe book because I like wings so much. Um, and there's like this peanut butter and jelly wing recipe that actually tastes pretty good. That sounds amazing. Um, but it's that sounds just like amazing. Peanut butter and jelly and butter. Um, and yeah, they turn out pretty well. So I don't know. I like wings a lot. I make those probably the most often out of uh, anything. <laughs> Davis, what's your what's your most common thing that you that you fall back on? Um, I make wings fairly often. Uh, make pizza. Oh yeah, yeah. pizza. <laughs> It's a good That's call, a Davis. Good go-to because you can like make it different every time, and it um, always tastes good. Yeah, it's hard to screw up pizza. Yeah. So, do uh, you have a do you have a pizza stone? Do you use a pizza stone to make pizza? No. Uh, I does it really make a difference? I I don't know if I've ever had a pizza from a pizza stone. So one of the issues that I had with pizza. Was that the like the center of the crust was always soggy, especially after adding like a lot of toppings on it. Um, I could never like get it crispy, or the other end I just burn the shit out of it. <laughs> uh, so it was hard to like find the the middle. Um, but I actually I don't have a pizza stone, but I use a cast iron pan in oh, the oven, yeah. and that that turns it out really well. It, it's crispy all over and 
still cooks it really well, so I would recommend that. But I don't know. I think if you put it straight on the rack, um, just like regular pizza dough, it, it it's okay. Do you guys make your own pizza dough, or do you buy store store made stuff? I've done both. Um, yeah, I've done both. It's just more of a time thing. It's a lot easier just to use like the the packet and just or you add just water. Yeah, that's pretty good. And then there's like the pre-made dough where it already has the water in it, and that's pretty good too. Um, Jeez, the but one. Yeah, like making your own, you have to um, like add yeast and and wait for it to, you know, rise a little bit and stuff like that. So it's definitely easier to just you know add water. But that's funny. They both turned out pretty well. The dough that or like. Yeah, the crusts that I buy are just the ones that are just two crusts in a plastic container type thing. <laughs> like, they're already uh, already made and everything. That's what we do when we make pizza. Yeah, see, I don't like that much. That much. I like the yeah. still-in-dough form. But do you put eggs on your pizza? <laughs> Not usually. But I've had pizza with eggs on it. It's yeah, really good. I've, <laughs> I've made uh, pizza and eggs, too, Um See, it's like bacon, bacon and spinach and eggs as like the sauce rather than tomato sauce, and that's pretty good. Yeah, I would recommend that if you like eggs, definitely. So, how do you do? You just crack an egg on the pizza, then it just torch in the oven. Yeah. All right. Yeah, sometimes it's like a couple of eggs, but yeah. Do you have any more go-tos, Tori? Or is it just the chicken parm and uh, eggs? Yeah. Um, let me think. So, yeah, definitely chicken parmesan is, like, one of, like, the real dishes that I actually know how to make, just, like, off the top of my head. And then, as far as egg stuff, like, omelets or, heart, like, uh, eggs over medium... I like a lot. So a lot of times, if I have leftover food, like, I'll just pan fry it all together. Like, whatever's left, I'll, I'll usually add a bunch of different leftovers to it, and then I'll crack a couple eggs over it. Um, Wait, you add eggs to just whatever leftovers? Yeah. So, like, <laughs> leftover Thanksgiving dinner. Oh, Thanksgiving, <laughs> Thanksgiving, what like post Thanksgiving? Uh, so we actually hosted Thanksgiving this year, and I don't think anyone took any leftovers home, and we made far too much, like was, way, way too me. much. Me and Megan. Uh, At this apartment you're in now. Yeah, we had uh, six people here in addition to us. Nice. So it's actually a good sized, uh, like crowd, but we made way too much food. And uh, no one took any leftovers. So for the next week, I was only eating leftovers. Uh, and for lunch, I would just, like, put it in a tortilla and, like, eat it kind of like a taco. But for dinner, I would just, like, like, okay, we'll put some cranberry sauce in there. We'll put some, like, we didn't have a turkey. But we had, like, roast beef and roast chicken so it'd be like put some roast beef in there put some roast chicken in there put some turnips in put some potatoes put some stuffing just like everything in there pan fry it crack a couple eggs on top oh no it was amazing especially with a little bit of cranberry sauce too <laughs> oh man Thanks post thanksgiving is one of my favorite weeks of the year food wise just because you get to you can make anything you have so many options and it's also easy you just pan fry it you can make anything as long as it's turkey and cranberry sauce and stuffing. Yeah. Or turnip. We had, we had turnips, and those were pretty good. Nice. Um, so there was this one thing that I have made that's really good. Um, it's cipollini. Cipollino. Something like that. <laughs> it is like an Italian uh, fish stew. And the only reason I don't make it is because a lot of the ingredients are expensive because it has a bunch of seafood in it. 
and I live in Colorado, which I don't know if you've looked at a map recently, but it's not anywhere close to any ocean. So a lot of the seafood is typically pretty expensive. Um, but there was this one day where there's like three or four different um, seafood items that were on sale. So I'm like, I'm going to make this. Um, and it turned out really well. Um, it's just like a, a tomato-based um, stew, I guess, um, with like cod and shrimp and um, and herring and some other fish. Um, and you just like cook it for a couple of hours and it turns out really well. Um, but yeah, that's one thing that I made once and that was really good, but just waiting for everything to go on sale again, I guess. <laughs> there was one time, this was, um, I think it was like a year and a half ago that I made uh, gumbo. Um, I don't even remember what exactly I put in. It was like typical gumbo with like shrimp and sausage and there was something else in it. Like some other kind of seafood thing. And it was really good. Like it took a really long time to make and I made a huge batch and it was really good. Um, but what happened was that and I, and I think this has kind of scarred me and prevented me from, from making it again. I had left my gym clothes, like the clothes that I was going to wear to the gym, like in the kitchen, like on the kitchen table while I made it. And they got like impregnated with seafood scent. So then I went to the gym the next day and it just straight up smelled like gumbo. <laughs> and I thought it like maybe only I could smell it. But then I was, like, in the, in a corner, like, using a squat rack, and I could hear people talking about me. Like, I could hear people talking about the smell. So I, like, just went and faced it head on. I went up to them and was like, are you guys talking about that smell? Like, do you smell that? That seafood smell? I'm like, yeah, like, we can't figure out what it is. Just like, yeah, that's me. Sorry, I was making gumbo and my clothes are in the kitchen. Sorry. <laughs> So it was just really embarrassing, and I haven't made it since, but it was delicious. See, I think if you get to the point where you can smell yourself, that's way too late. You're like the last person, because you you can smell yourself all the time. I didn't think it would affect the clothes that, that, that much, and I didn't smell it until after I had gotten to the gym. But it was really good. <laughs> yeah, it sounds good. I mean... It's very aromatic, so... Yeah. What about you, Davis? Um, I've made sushi a couple of times. Oh, yeah. But it's just, like, there's just so many... In, like, to go all out, it, like, it requires a lot of stuff and like, a lot of prep. And then yeah. on time to make all the rolls. So yeah. I, I, it's hard to make it on any regular basis. But the few times I've made it, it's turned out pretty well. Yeah, I've been there twice for that, and it is very, very good. It's really good sushi. The problem yeah, is, I, th I think sushi is one thing that I like have no problem going out to eat for. Normally, I'm like, oh, I can make that. I should just stay home. But sushi is like, I'll let someone else make that because yeah, yeah. it's easier and it'll taste just as good. So yeah, it's just yeah. such a it's just just such a process because it's like. When when Davis was making sushi and I was there, there were like three or four of us each time. So it would be like Davis would roll up a roll, and then it would be gone in like ten seconds. <laughs> it would be like, yeah, all right, like Davis, pieces. all right, Davis, make another one. <laughs> <laughs> so I could see how that would be hard to be motivated to make. Do you have um, like a specialized grocery store? Is there one close to you that has, like, um, sushi-grade fish and stuff like that? Uh, well, when I made it, I just took the, <laughs> the risk with uh, just the Kroger uh, fish. But we just uh. got... I think I got salmon and... I don't... I think I just got salmon as the fish. Maybe some tuna. And then uh, shrimp, which I cooked. And it no one got sick, so... <laughs> so it, it must okay. be safe. <laughs> it was safe enough. 
<laughs> yeah, I've read that you're not supposed to do that because it's been sits it, like sits out on the ice all day, um, and there's like special precautions that you're supposed to take with eating raw fish. But I mean, if no one got sick, I guess it's okay. So well, yeah, we did it twice and no one got sick either time. And Davis has yeah. done it again by himself. Everyone go out and buy your sushi at. Just a regular grocery store. <laughs> Fine. I wouldn't do it that often. <laughs> uh, yeah, but no. I, the more often you do it, the more antibodies you have. No. The more often you do it, the more often you risk getting salmonella. <laughs> no, that's how vaccines work. You get a little bit of the disease, and then you're good. You're better I don't afterwards. Know. <laughs> <laughs> no, I wouldn't recommend it. All right. Well, but we have uh, okay. No, no, no go ahead. Second. Just a second. <laughs> uh, we have like a downtown. There's like an Asian grocery store that has like basically everything you could ever want, as long as it's got uh, either Japanese or Chinese on the box or Korean, <laughs> I guess. Um, so you can get like um, fresh ramen noodles there, and. Um, sushi grade fish and a bunch of different uh, vegetables that you can't find anywhere else uh, is, they all have really weird names and they look really weird because you've never <laughs> seen them before so I think it's really fun to go to those type of grocery stores and just like pick out stuff that you've never eaten before and um, try and make something out of it I think that's one thing that I, I like doing I think um, Asian stuff is uh, it tastes good. So <laughs> that would be a really fun ex like cooking exercise. Like just pick yeah. out a bunch of ingredients that you're not you don't have to be entirely sure what they are, just they look good and try and make something with it. Almost like a chopped challenge. Well, yeah, and like you you can't even read the label anyway, so you don't know what it is. <laughs> it's just like this is brown, so I think I'm going <laughs> to buy that <laughs> and try and make something out of it. Um, but yeah, that's it's fun. Okay, well, it's getting kind of late, so let's let's wrap it up. How should we wrap it up, Kevin? Um, I think that we should all uh, try and name the best thing that we've ever made, uh, either based on popular vote of people we've made it for or our own taste buds. So, Corey, you go first. Um, oh, the best thing I've ever made, I made a roast beef dish from the Game of Thrones cookbook. I've made it twice, actually, and it is incredible. It's just like, like it comes out really, really tender and really full of flavor, and there's also, it's like surrounded by roast veggies, and the roast veggies are just perfect with it. So if you have... That roast beef plus the veggies plus like if you end up making bread with it, best meal ever. And it, it, you have sandwiches for two weeks too. So do you do you still make your own bread? Only like occasionally, like maybe once a month, because it just we just don't have time. But you have a bread maker? Did you get that as your with your wedding no registry? Didn't get a bread maker, but oh. it would be nice to have. But yeah, that roast beef dish. I'll I'll put it in the uh, in the show notes because it might be online too. Yeah, I'd like to see it. What about you guys? Um, I uh, what comes to mind? I made a a stuffed chicken cacciatore that I really liked. Uh, chicken cacciatore was like my dad's favorite dish, and then so I like trying to make that every now and then. And it just turned out really well one time. What so it, what, what is it? Describe. Uh, so, um, chicken cacciatore is like a tomato and like mushroom sauce uh, that you serve on pasta, and then I stuffed it. I stuffed the chicken with like with like cheese and herbs. That sounds really good. good. Sounds good. A while ago. Kevin? 
Yeah, so I think um, I guess it's hard to pick because they made a lot of good things, but um, I made a uh, copycat In-N-Out burger recently. Oh. Well, fairly recently. Um, but it has like the toasted buns and the caramelized onions and you do like really thin patties um, with the In-N-Out sauce. Uh, and it turned out really well. I've been to, there's like an In-N-Out in Arizona that I've been to. I haven't been to the California one, but it was really good. And you can't really get In-N-Out burgers anywhere other than the West Coast. So it's yeah. good to uh, be able to try it at least. So that was really good. Yeah, that sounds that sounds good. In-N-Out is good. And if yeah. you can make something that tastes pretty close, that's that's an accomplishment. Cool. All right. Well, we'll uh, wrap it up. Let's throw in some plugs. Kevin, do you want to plug anything? Uh, yeah, I'd like to plug my address. You guys should come visit me. Um, it's no, I'm not actually going to plug the address. <laughs> but seriously, uh, everyone should come visit because, especially if you like to ski, it's ski season. So, I'd love to have you guys. That's a call out to all listeners. Yep. If you don't know, if you can't get in touch with Kevin yourself, email us at onerunginatimepodcast at gmail dot com and we'll patch you through. That's the number one <laughs> rung at a time <laughs> podcast. Uh, Davis, no, it's the number one spelled out. Sorry. Yeah. So it's the number one and then the words. Spelled out. Spelled out and then <laughs> rung at a time podcast at gmail.com. It's extremely complicated because they didn't want anyone to email them, but you should do it anyway. Yeah, just give it a try. <laughs> Davis, you got any plugs? Uh, nope. All right. <laughs> well, you can find us on Instagram and Twitter and Facebook, and obviously we're on SoundCloud and iTunes. You should throw us a rating and review, but again, I haven't checked that since the last time we recorded, so we should probably check it. Um, is there anything else we usually give a shout-out to? Um, I don't know. I don't, I don't think, think so. so. Alright, take us home, Davis. Uh, uh, thanks for listening. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> Bye, everybody. See ya. <laughs> Go cook some good stuff. Oh, God. This is a jumbled mess of an episode. <laughs> this is going to take so long to pare down. All right. It's, it's after 9 o'clock. I need to go eat. It's 1018. Uh, yeah, 10.18 there. For, no. Are you Central Time? I'm Central Time. That's good. It's 9 o'clock. Davis, you're fucked. Yeah. All right, I'll I'll see you guys later. <laughs> we should have another cooking episode down the line where we focus more on some aspect of it, like the the three of us again. But we like it's more focused. That would be fun. On what? I don't know. Off the top of my head, I was thinking bread making or cheese making. I don't think either of you guys do that. <laughs> so we could those do are the two else. things you've done. Yeah. I've made bread. We could do bread. That's fine. Have you ever made bread? <laughs> I make have made bread. bread. <laughs> uh, I don't have like a bread maker or anything, but just like uh, pizza dough. Counts, that counts. Right? Yeah, that counts. Um, I don't have a I bread have, maker. I have made uh, one. It was like a fast rise bread. But, yeah. Well, we'll we'll figure something out, but we should have all three Ooh, of us. And pretzels. I made pretzels. That's oh. cool. Kind of count. Those were really good. See? We could just do the second podcast right now. <laughs> Rolling. We're on the move. Yep. Oh, God. No, my ear hurts because I'm missing <laughs> one pad. So I'm going to go. I will talk to you guys later. Okay. Okay. Bye. Bye. See you again in like six months. I might be coming to Colorado in a couple weeks. <laughs> that would be awesome. Well, you're already here, right? Just I wasn't here. <laughs> <laughs>
Yeah. Uh... Did you go to the Mesa? Over New Year's? No, we actually ended up, we had to come home early. So we didn't go to Colorado. Oh. So don't worry. You missed out on me not being there. Yeah. <laughs> Alright, I'll see you guys later. Alright, bye. Yeah.